0: Romans 12, and we're just going to read one verse here. Romans 12 2. You say, preacher, this is normally that Sunday when you preach a Christmas message. Well, if you will get this message and get your heart right with the Lord, it'll be Christmas. I promise you that. Romans 12.2 says this. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray. Father, this morning I pray that you'd help us to glorify you. As we open our Bibles, I pray you'd help us to open our hearts. As we open the Word of God, I pray you'd open our minds. And Lord, I pray you'd fill us with your precious Spirit this morning. And Lord, I pray you'd fill us with your Scriptures. I pray you'd fill us with... The Christmas spirit, which is a a spirit of Christ coming. And Lord, fill us with another spirit to know that Christ is coming again. You are coming, Lord. And help us now as we take this practical message from the Word of God to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Renew our minds, Lord, in this service. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You can look this way. The first thought in this verse is a prohibition. Do not be conformed to this world. That is a prohibition. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't do this, but do this. And the way to do it, don't don't do this, but do this. And the way to do it is to renew your mind. And then the fourth thing you find out, if you don't do this, if you don't conform to the world, but if you do transform your mind through renewing, if you are transformed, then you're going to discover something. The fourth thing is you're going to discover the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God, We're going to break that down and look at all of those things this morning. The fourth is a discovery of the will of God. Let me tell you something. There is nothing more exciting for your life than the will of God. Somebody says, oh, the will of God's boring. It's don't do this, don't do that. No, it's don't do this, but do this. And if you do this through the renewing of your mind, you'll find and discover the will of God. I'm going to tell you something. Discovering the will of God is a wonderful thing. Discovering the will of God for your life is an exciting thing. Discovering the will of God and putting that in place in your life is just, it's the purpose for your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so confirmation, now watch this, there's two different words here. He says, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed. That is two different ideas, two different things going on here. Be not, number one, conformed to the world. Confirmation to the world leads to destruction. But transformation to the word Leads to something wonderful in your life, thank God. So discovery of the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Conform means to have an outward shape. The world wants us to conform to their Ideas, their philosophies, their way of thinking, the world wants us to conform, God wants us to transform, that word transform is the Greek word metamorpho, it is where we get our English word metamorphosis, that means that there is a change taking place inside of a Christian, thank God. And God is molding us, not from that to conform means to take something from the outside and mold the outside of it, but to transform means to change it from the inside out. That is exactly what God wants to do with our life. The world wants to shape you, mold you, style you, fashion you like themselves, but God wants to completely remake us into the the image of Jesus Christ. Boy, there's no greater image than the image of Christ. A metamorphosis is a, is a process of maturing. Think about this. A process of maturing. God is perfecting us. That doesn't mean he's making us perfect. That means he's maturing us. We'll never be perfect, but we can't be mature. Somebody say amen. And God's maturing us. What does a, This thing called a metamorphosis is the very word that God uses here. And so when you think about that, what happens to a tadpole? A tadpole's in the pond and he's, he's got gills and he doesn't need oxygen. But as that tadpole matures, he comes out as a reptile and he begins to breathe air. He matures. He perfected himself. He went through a metamorphosis and became something completely different. And so that's what a transformation is. You can't help but think of a caterpillar here. A caterpillar crawls and cocoons himself and the metamorphosis takes place. And wow, that funny looking little worm becomes this beautiful winged butterfly that flies away. That's exactly what God is saying here. Now let me ask you a question. The, that caterpillar looks like a worm, but he's really not a worm. He's a caterpillar. But now let me ask you a question. What if that caterpillar listened to all the other worms and said, what if he listened to the earthworm or the night crawler and said, you need to conform, you need to look like us. You need to be like us. Why well, you're one of us. You're really a worm. And if that caterpillar listened to all the other worms, he'd never be a butterfly. But boy, when he just does what God made him to do, simple as that. He just surrenders his life. He goes inside of that cocoon and basically dies to what he was. He was this worm-looking thing, but he dies to that. He matures inside of that cocoon, and he comes out transformed into something beautiful. That is exactly what God wants to do with our lives. That will never happen. Don't you miss this. That will never happen if we listen to all the worms of this world. God wants to do something wonderful with our life. Be not conformed to this world. That word world means this age. Don't be conformed to this age. Amen. Young people, please listen up. This world has changed more in the last two years than it has in the last 50 combined. Don't be conformed to this world, meaning this age or this cycle of time. Oh, the the man and society says, you need to conform to this cycle of time. If you stay in that cycle of time, you're old-fashioned, you're antiquated. Let me tell you something about God's word. It never cycles. It stays the same. God said, my word will stay the same from beginning to end. I am alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Amen. Thank God for his word. So if I conform to his word, I'm not conforming to this cycle of time. Amen. That does me good because I don't like to be like everybody else anyway. Amen. And so be not conformed to this world. Everything's going to cycle. But the Bible says the way to stop being part of that cycle is to renew my mind. There has to be a renewing of my mind and of my spirit. Oh boy, I like it when I get a, a fresh glimpse of Jesus. When I get a fresh speaking of the spirit of God. When the Lord just comes by and renews me and gives me some some added hope, praise God, that's renewal. This world will take you down. This world will depress you. This world wants to pull you down like crabs in a cage, but Jesus wants to lift you up. Thank God there's a metamorphosis taking place in our lives. There's an inward metamorphosis. By the renewing of your mind. Let me say something, and this point just hit me like a ton of bricks. The purpose of your brain is to receive the things of God. The purpose of your brain and your mental capacity, the very purpose it was created was to receive the things of God, and yet we receive so much else. We're bombarded with so much else, social pressure, peer pressure, all these other things are bombarding us, and yet my mind was created to be renewed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. That's what keeps me from becoming part of the cycle. God wants me transformed, He wants me made over. The first verse deals with our body. We're not going to go there. Look at verse twelve, uh, chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. We're not dealing with that. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable of the, to the Lord, which is your reasonable service. That's the reasonable rational, reasonable, rational, intelligent thing to do. Let's go back to the confirmation. I had to mention that just for a second. Confirmation. Conform. Be not conformed. We're conforming to the world over here. We're transforming over there so you don't get confused. The Bible says don't conform to this. Every time I read that verse, I think of this. I'm a carpenter. I'm a builder. I've poured tons of concrete and I think of this to be conformed. How do you conform concrete? You know what you do? You decide what shape you want. You build a form and then you pour this, you pour this mixture in there that is not, uh, that is not solid. And while that mixture sits in that form, then it sets up. You know what? That's what the world wants to do. The world wants to build a frame and put your soul and your mind. And your body in there and say, you need to look like this, you need to act like this, you need to think like this, you need to behave like this, and if I let the world pour me liquid-like into that form, guess what, I will set up and become like them. God, listen to me carefully, God does not want me concreted or set up like the world. Be not conformed to the world. Their size, their shape, their desire, their desires, the product of the forming and the pouring is a fixed shape forever. Let me say that again. The product of the forming and the pouring is is a fixed shape forever. Doesn't matter if it's a square, rectangle, oblong, whatever, it's it's there. So here's how the world operates: peer pressure, social pressure, behavioral pattern pressure. You need to look like us, you need to act like us. Well, everybody's doing it, everybody's wearing it, everybody's drinking it, everybody's going down there everybody else oh listen behavioral pattern pressure oh you need to try this it's the new fashion it's the new style well if it's ungodly I don't want anything to do with it now when I talk about style I'm not wearing a suit from the 1800s this is fashionable for 2022 but it doesn't expose my flesh amen it doesn't draw attention to me it's it's Nice looking, but it doesn't draw attention to me. It doesn't draw your attention to my flesh, my flesh, or some kind of fashion that you would think was out of bounds. You see what I'm saying? Amen. Be not conformed to this world. Everybody's doing it, everybody's wearing it, everybody's drinking it. Listen, if I did what Lisa and I went to the, to the, uh, orchestra concert, Christmas orchestra concert in John City last Sunday afternoon. And uh, you go down there, it's a different world. I mean, people have purple hair and green hair. And people have piercings in places that they shouldn't have piercings. Amen. And, and listen, if you, if you conform, listen, I, can't have, I might have a purple scalp, but I'll never have purple hair. I'm not going to conform to that. Are you all with me? Amen. I, don't, I don't need that. I don't need to conform to that. I don't care if it's the. Remember what the world is. Be not conformed to the world this cycle of time. I'm not going to conform to this cycle of time. Amen. Amen. My body's not going to have holes where it don't need holes. Amen. 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 My flesh is not going to become a canvas for a cheap tattoo artist down at the We Buy Gold place. You're welcome. I've tried to be nice, but boy, it just comes out sometimes. Oh my, yeah. Listen, I've got clothes with the knees out of them. It looks like the dog bit a hole in the back of my britches. But you know what I do with those? I feed cattle. And the cows don't seem to mind it. But I don't wear them down to the mall. Amen, preacher. If I did, them girls would probably tear the rest of my clothes off. <laughs> that just popped in my head. Lord have mercy. I got to be careful. Some things pop in my head. Anyway, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. <laughs> That I am to use this world, but not abuse it. God gave me a body. I'm trying to use my body for the glory of God. I'm to use my body, but not abuse it. I'm to use the world. I'm to use my body. I'm to use my mind. And the only way I can use my mind is being renewed. Praise God. I've got to have a renewed mind. I'm nuts anyway. Amen. I may be a nut, but I'm screwed to the right bolt. Today's fashion, dear friend, seems to be, be not fashioned into this world. Today's fashion seems to be anti-God and anti-Christ. The grace of God, listen to this carefully. The grace of God calls for me and you to surrender, submit, and be in submission to the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The grace of God. Oh, some people says, well, the grace of God, God saved me now, I can live like I want to. Oh, no. Submission to Jesus Christ is submission to the will of God. The will of God's always righteousness, holiness, and godliness. Amen. And so they say they live like they want to. But listen, when you appreciate grace, you surrender to the one who gave you the grace. Amen. Praise God. If grace is appreciated, then obedience comes next. Willful obedience. Let me tell you something. I'm not here this morning because God's beat me over the head with the baseball bat. I'm not here this morning because a preacher beat me over the head of the Bible. I'm here this morning because I appreciate the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, saved my soul for it from an eternity in hell, and I want to be obedient to the one who loved me more than anybody else. That's grace. That's obedient to grace. And you know what that does? That transforms me. It doesn't conform me. Oh, religion wants to conform me too. I'll get into that later. I don't. I need to stay with my outline. So here we go. Our fleshly body, talk about being conformed to the world. Our fleshly desires pulls us to what our human flesh wants us to do. Our human flesh wants to do everything. I mean, Tom T. Hall, I was telling Andrew this week, Tom T. Hall wrote a song years ago that sort of sums it up. It's Faster horses, younger women, older whiskey, and more money. That's, that's what this world wants. Faster horses, younger women, older whiskey, more money. And it's a cycle. And they get caught in that cycle, conformed to that cycle, and they can't break that cycle. You know why? It takes Jesus Christ to break that cycle. Amen. So our fleshly desires pull, pull us toward that. Let me tell you something. To be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me give you a little hint here. One drink of liquor kills 10,000 brain cells. 10,000 brain cells. (laughs) Amen. Hey, does that sound like construction of the mind or destruction of the mind? Does that sound like renewing of the mind (laughs) or rottening of the mind? Hey, be not conformed to this world. Our, so our fleshly desires pulls us toward things that will wreck us. Our earthly desires pull us toward things like our human makeup wants us to be accepted. We want to be accepted by friends. We want to be accepted socially. We want to be accepted into society. We want to be accepted because we we have a higher financial place inside. Let me tell you something. God said don't conform to that. That's earthly, that's fleshly. He says this in Philippians chapter two. Paul said for many walk of whom I've told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Who's an enemy of the cross of Christ Paul? Whose end is destruction whose God is their belly, whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. When you mind the earthly things you are conforming to the world. God says get your mind out of that gutter and get your mind in the word of God and let it be renewed in the image of Jesus Christ. Get your mind and your devotions and let it be renewed in the image of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something, friend. You know what you're doing this morning? Just by your presence in the house of God, you are renewing your mind. You're renewing your mind. I mean, you've put aside the world for a little while. You've put a aside earthly thoughts for a little while. And you just fill your mind with good things of the Word of God, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, you ever notice that when you go out of church, you kind of feel fresh and you kind of feel clean? You know what you just did? You renewed your mind. Amen. Amen. You may not have went to the altar and repented. You may not have sung hallelujah in the choir, but praise God, something happened. Amen. You know what that is? That's a metamorphosis. You ever get addicted to the ministry, you'll be here every service. Amen. And so... Paul says, there are those who mind earthly things, but God is saying here, think outside the box. Get outside of that form. You don't have to conform to peer pressure. You don't have to conform to social pressure. You don't have to conform to what the company thinks or what the government thinks. I've got something for you, God says, that'll make your mind pure, your heart pure, and it'll renew your very soul. Praise God. That gets me excited. The devil says this before we move on. You're missing out. If you don't conform to this little box, you're missing out. Look at the fun that they're having. Look at what they're doing. Look at the excitement generated. Look at the money to be made. You are missing out. Okay? What am I missing out on? A hangover? No thanks. An overdose? No thanks. A life lived for little green things? No thanks. That doesn't renew me. Amen. I want to be renewed in Jesus Christ. Praise God. Oh, listen. Don't be conformed to this world. Man, I need to make a series out of this. I ain't even getting nowhere. The world tells us. The world tries to push something on us today. It's trying to push diversity on us. Diversity. Oh, you need to accept alternate lifestyles. You need to accept the fact that people are going to transgender. You need to accept that this diversity. You you need to be more diverse in your thinking. Uh, The problem with that is I can't accept it. I won't accept it. One of the reasons I retired was because I couldn't handle diversity training. I couldn't accept somebody else's lifestyle. Now, I didn't wish any ill will toward any person. I don't care what they're... I don't care if they pretend to be a cat or a woman or a man or... I don't care what they pretend to be. I don't want to hurt them. Amen. I don't wish any ill will toward them, but I'm going to tell you something. I won't accept that. Amen. I'm not going to pretend along with you. If you're a woman, I'm not going to pretend along with you that you're a man. Amen. If you're a human being, I'm not going to pretend along with you that you're a cat. Amen. That's confusion. We're confusing a whole new generation. That doesn't mean that. that, See, here's the problem. They want me to be diverse in my thinking and play along with them. But if I'm diverse, if I'm godly diverse, that's unacceptable. The same diversity that they're preaching doesn't work if you try to live holy and godly and live by the book, friend. Hey, if it works one way, it ought to work the other way too. Yes, sir. So my mind is not renewed in your diversity training. My mind is renewed in the word of God. Let me give you something deep. I didn't make a choice to come into this world. But I can make a choice of what I do with this world. I didn't make a choice to be born into this world, but I can make a choice of what my attitude is toward this world. And the Bible says, Wherefore come ye out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. i got news for you. I make a choice this morning, the week before Christmas. I choose Jesus. I choose the word of God. I choose the truth of the spirit of the living God. Now, let's talk about a transformation, and i got to hurry. How do I keep from conforming to to the world? By transforming. How do I transform? By the renewing of my mind. Hey, instead of turning on the TV, why don't you read the word of God? The TV will conform me to the world, but the word of God will conform me to Jesus Christ. Instead of watching the news sometimes, why don't you get on your knees in prayer? Because that'll renew your mind. Hey, you, you, that, that'll transform you. Instead of conforming you, it'll transform, it'll renew your mind. When you come to worship, It it renews your mind. The Bible doesn't say to conform to the image of God. That's where religion comes in. Religion says this. Religion says the same thing the world says. The world builds its little form, pours its concrete in there, and says, you look like this, you do like this. Religion does the same thing. Religion builds a little form, a little structure, and says, well, you need to look like this, and you need to act like this, do, 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 don't, don't, don't. Hey, that's religion. Let me tell you something. God didn't say to conform to his image. He said to transform. What's the verbiage there? Because if we transform, we're renewed. That's a joy. It's not like it's... Listen, God is not beating me into submission. God is is in his grace and his love and his mercy. He's allowing me to transform into the image of Jesus Christ. That's the difference in religion and salvation. Praise God. So if I surrender, I submit myself to the will of God, then I become... In, in tender submission Jesus Christ transforms me amen I surrender I remember this brings that point out I remember several years ago and I won't tell you which church it doesn't matter uh, we were attending a church and uh, uh, the pastor planned a big Christmas dinner and boy he This is the difference in religion and salvation and and religion and and God's way and conforming and transforming. And so uh, the pastor planned this big dinner and one one of the guys in the church, there was a guy in the church, and he was trying to be a big preacher and he had his little group of disciples. And then on one hand, the pastor planned a nice feast for everybody. Well, this little guy decides he's going to take his little band of disciples and he's going to proclaim a fast. And I I didn't realize what, what was going on. And Lisa and I exited the church that morning was heading over to the fellowship hall. And we was looking, everybody was having a good time and joyful and going over for a good meal. And I passed this man and I said, Hey, you guys are going the wrong way. Oh no, he said with his stern look on his face. We proclaimed a fast. We're going to go pray. I'm like, I don't know about you, but I think Jesus would be over our eating. <laughs> Amen. I mean, that's religion says beat yourself into this submission. God says, I don't want to do that. I want to put Christ inside of you and let you become like me and you have a joyous Christian life. Amen. Yes, sir. The Bible says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. A marvelous light is an exciting life to live. What makes me peculiar in this world? I'm not living for this world. I'm living for another world. Amen. I'm not living in the darkness of this world. I'm living in the light of Jesus Christ. That makes me peculiar to this world. Amen. They don't like my peculiarism. They'd rather conform me and mold me to what they want me to be. But God is molding me into something else. I'm in the process of a metamorphosis. Amen. Can I tell you something, church, as I close the message? Every time I've made a choice to go God's way instead of the world's way, there was short-term pain. Every time I've made a choice to go God's way instead of the world's way, there was short-term pain, but there was long-term gain. The caterpillar... (laughs) makes that cocoon. Oh, what a painful process of going in that cocoon and just staying in there and all the other worms are crawling around and having a good time and all the other worms are are mocking and that that caterpillar's like, oh, I gotta stay in this cocoon. How miserable, It's short-term pain. And then all of a sudden he has to break out And did you know if you take a cocoon and you help a butterfly out, that butterfly will die? That butterfly has to to break out and as it breaks out through that short-term pain, as it breaks out of its cocoon and uses its limbs and flexes its muscles, it is becoming strong for life. Short-term pain brings long-term gain. Every decision I've made for God has been short-term pain, but long-term gain. It makes me peculiar, but God says, here's, here's where I want to close. God says that'll do something, okay? The first was a prohibition, don't do this, don't be conformed. The second was an encouragement, do this, be transformed. The third is the way to do it by the renewing of your mind. The fourth way, here's where you arrive. You arrive somewhere at the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. And i got to hurry right here. I will. I heard a preacher say this, and he hit it nail on the head. And this was probably 40 years ago, and it's never left my head. I'm going to give it to you. Hope it never leaves your head. Here's what the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God is. Are you ready? He said, I was a carpenter. My dad was a carpenter. And as a young man, I began to work as a carpenter with my dad. He said that was his goodwill. He said he would show me how to put two boards together and nail a nail. He would show me how to frame in a window. He would show me how to measure for a door. He was right with me. He said that was the goodwill of my father. And he said I was right there learning his goodwill. But then there came a time when I progressed into the acceptable will of my dad. He would. He would, he would say, okay, I've already showed you how to do this, so back there is a door that you frame in, and he said, I'll check on you later. So he said, I would go back there, and he said, I would do exactly what Dad showed me to do, and I would frame in that door, and he would come back, and he would look, and he'd say, well, you should have done this here. You could have done this here. You did a good job here. He said, that was the acceptable will of my father. He could turn me loose. But he said, finally, I matured into the perfect will of my father when we would show up on a job and he didn't have to say anything to me. I knew what needed to be done and I knew how to do it. I knew how to perform. I knew my father's will and my father knew that I was going to do his will and do it in the best way possible. And guess what? I didn't need any inspections after that. I didn't need any instructions after that. I was doing the perfect will of my father. Now let's spiritualize that. God wants us to mature as Grosses Creek, every individual in Grosses Creek Baptist Church. God wants us to mature into the perfect will of God. So He doesn't have to say, do this, do that, be here, be there, go to church here, do this here, witness there. It's automatic. You've been walking with God so long. You've been doing his will so long. You've been listening to his word, following his instructions so long that you already know what he wants. Let me tell you something about that. Responsibility, accepting responsibility, brings great liberty. Let me say that again. Accepting responsibility brings great liberty. Liberty, not liberty to sin, but freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you an example. Years ago, a few years ago, I was managing our storeroom. Uh, I saw my boss once a year. (laughs) How would you like to see your boss once a year? (laughs) You know why? They trusted me. I did a good job. My absenteeism was less than two percent. I managed it well. I, 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 I took ownership of it, responsibility of it. They came around once a year and said, "Good job. See you later." That, let me, here's the point. That brings a lot of freedom. Amen. It brings a lot of freedom. What do you mean, preacher? Freedom? Well, about 10 o'clock in the day, if I hadn't had no breakfast. And I got hungry. I just got the company truck and drove to the restaurant, praise God. <laughs> you see what I mean? Responsibility brings freedom. How does that relate? i got to close. The good, the perfect, or the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. God wants us transformed into until, until his perfect will. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand. I'm through preaching. Thank you. God bless you. I'm not going to have an altar call this morning. I preach mostly to the Christians. <coughs> every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to read the verse again. And Brian's going to make his way this way to pray. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen. Brother Brian.
1: This morning, Lord, we just thank you for the privilege you've given us together around your word. Lord, I pray that we would be more than just hearers of your word, but we would apply it to our hearts and lives, Lord. Lord, truly make it our desire to be a doer of your word, Lord, that we may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Now, bless us as we leave this place, Lord, and may we put a smile on our face and just say it's truly been good to worship with you today and to have this time of fellowship one with another, Lord. Church is more about just encouraging and strengthening one another in our Christian walk equally as important as to learning from your word. Lord, I just pray you'd bless us all as we go our separate ways now, Lord, and as we prepare for this week ahead, Lord, to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, Lord. I pray you'd bless us as we're with our families, Lord, and give us opportunity to shine forth Christ in all things and all situations. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.